Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, welcome to Talking Sense with me, Dr. Marta. I'm a clinical psychologist and every week I answer one of your real life questions to offer you strategies, ideas and some psychological evidence to guide you. Before we begin, I always like to do a little check-in, a pause, a moment of quiet to kind of get you ready for the conversation we're going to have together. Today, what I'd like you to do is either to hold your own hand or if you've got a nice warm human beside you, Grab their hand for a moment. Touch is really powerful to us and even just holding your hands together or cupping your fingers can bring you some soothing. So maybe just for a few minutes or even just seconds, can you do that while you listen in to this podcast? And now, let's begin. Today's question is a really common one around children and lying and what can we do? So let's have a listen. Hi Dr Marta, Um, I wonder if you could help with any advice on how to help a child who's lying. Um, She's five years old and she's not so much storytelling, um, you know, the sort of elaborate tales of what might have happened in the day. It's more yes if it's a no and no if it's a yes for example did you write that there if it's not somewhere that shouldn't have writing or do you have you washed your hands no yes um and just you know saying what she thinks you want to hear instead of what the actual truth is um and I've tried to create a really safe space and explain you won't get in trouble if you tell the truth but I do need to know the truth so I can keep you safe um and we're just really struggling and don't really know when to believe her or not anymore which is it's becoming a bit of a barrier to to sort of parenting her effectively I think and um, I'd really appreciate any help you've got to um, sort of overcome this and get to get to a place where we're not fighting so many battles of whether we're whether we're being told the truth thanks so much okay this topic is huge and I'm going to try and simplify it and give you some actionable strategies but I think before we go there let's talk about the elephant in the room let's talk about you When was the last time that you lied? Now, I want you to be honest with yourself. You don't have to share this with anybody else, okay? This is just you and I having a chat. Have a think about the last time that you lied. Maybe it was one of those things that as as adults we call little white lies. Did you tell your child that the park was closed because it was raining? Did you call a friend and say that you couldn't make it because you were feeling really unwell? And yes, you had a cold, but maybe you could have gone out. You just thought, I'd prefer to rest. Was it talking about Father Christmas and telling your child that he definitely comes down the chimney and brings all these presents when we all know that really it's you who goes out to buy the presents and wraps them and puts them under the tree? When was the last time that you lied? And what did you do it for? 
Did you do it to protect yourself? Were you trying to look after your emotions or your time or something else? Or did you do it to protect another? Did you do it because you didn't want to disappoint somebody or hurt their feelings or get them angry at you? This is the thing. Lies are both normal and they are part of our social relationships. Everybody lies. And the people who might not lie are usually people who have neurodivergent brains. And the reason why they don't lie is because they don't see the social etiquette or the necessity of lying. So what you tend to see in some of those children or people is that they are extremely blunt. So if you're wearing something and they don't like it, they're not going to say, oh, hey, you look lovely. They're going to say, oh, God, that jumper is gross. They will not mind their words. They don't see a point in lying. Why should they tell you something that's not true? So, of course, those people exist. And there are lots of children and adults who will find lying very difficult for that reason. But for those of us that have neurotypical brains, who understand social interaction, who have, I would say, well-developed social skills to the point where you can understand that some words are hurtful and that to protect someone, sometimes what you have to do is lie or minimize something. For those people, lying is part of our social relationships. So, One of the difficulties that we have as adults and as parents is that we want to make lies small and minimal. We want to pull our children away from lying to us because what we want to encourage and breed in children is honesty. But honesty is really hard because honesty actually says you have to be vulnerable and accept that you've done something wrong. You have to acknowledge a mistake and you have to be okay with it. And more than acknowledging a mistake and saying, I'm sorry, I did something wrong, you have to accept that somebody else might be disappointed. Somebody else might be angry with you. Somebody else might not like what you've done. Okay, and maybe, perhaps, if that person is an adult and you are a child, you might get told off and you might get punished. So, When you get vulnerable and you share your truth, get ready because it doesn't necessarily end well for you. Just sit with that for a moment. Being honest is really, really hard. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't be supporting our children in developing a relationship of trust with us. For me, if we're talking about honesty and lies, the core of it is building trust with a child. And this is really difficult and it takes time. And the most important key part of building trust with a child is not them, it's you. It's how you respond to their mistakes, to the things that you see as lying. It is the words that you use towards your child in those moments and the actions that you take. Because it's not about saying to your child, you can be honest with me always and you won't get into trouble. But if you lie, you will. Okay, this is exactly 
that polarizing idea of you can do right or you can do wrong. And if you do wrong, I'm going to punish you. We want to move away from this polarized idea because what trust says is, I want to trust you. And trust is built on our relationship together. So if I sometimes feel like I can't trust you, I'm going to talk about it with you. I'm going to make sense of it. I'm going to get curious. And I'm going to give you an understanding of what it feels like for me that you can't trust me because it hurts me and it hurts our relationship. But when it's relational, it's not about wrong and right. It's about something that we are building together. So what does that look like? Let's go through it. So first things first, to lie with the intent to deceive actually means that you need to understand what the truth is and you need to be able to conceive an alternate reality. So that means you need to construct something such as a lie to hide the truth and you need to be able to sell a story to someone else understanding that they are going to be able to make sense of your lie as the reality versus the truth that you're hiding. This is a really, really complex thing. To lie with the intent to deceive somebody is so complicated that we have done extensive research on lying. And one of the things that has become really clear is that children don't really lie with the intent to deceive until they're around six or seven years old. They have to have enough social communication and social intelligence to be able to understand what it is to deceive somebody. Okay, so when little ones lie, when children are younger than seven and they're lying, what is that about? What that is usually about is that they're not trying to deceive you. What they're trying to do is stay on your good side. They're trying to protect their relationship with you. So either it's because they have a wish to please you or because they're avoiding something, which might be disappointing you or might be you telling them off or them feeling shame or them feeling embarrassed. The way I think about this is that children have a wish. They have a wish to please you and have a wish to stay on your good side. So when they lie and they're little, they're not doing it to deceive you. They're not doing it with an intent to say, look, I'm smarter than you and I can hide the truth. They're doing it because they're trying to protect something important. And more often than not, it's your relationship with them. So what can you do? I'm going to give you a few strategies, but also I want you to know that the reality is that you have choices in this moment. When you see something, and I like the example in the question, you've said to your child, please don't write in this notebook. And then what you see is that your child's written their name on the notebook. Clearly, they wrote in the notebook, okay? Their urge to do something, their curiosity, maybe just what does it feel like to write in this notebook? It was just too big for them. First thing I want you to really think about is, do you want to bait your child so that what they do is lie? Or do you want to sit with their wish and open up a conversation about why it's okay or not okay to write in that notebook? Every single time 
that you see your child has done or not done something that you've asked them to do. And what you do is, I'm going to call it bait because to me it's baiting a child. And what you do is say, did you write in this notebook? And you know they wrote in the notebook. You're setting up your child to lie. Why? because they can hear it in your vocal tone. They can tell by your facial expression. In fact, they know as soon as you ask that question, "Uh uh-oh, I did something wrong. So what are they gonna do? They're gonna say, no, I didn't do it. They're not lying because they're trying to hide that they did something. They're lying because they're saying, please don't tell me off. I know I got it wrong. And now you know I got it wrong. Please don't make this worse for me. Children make mistakes. They're small, they're little, they get things wrong. It's the same as when you say, please go wash your hands. And you know they haven't. They didn't walk past you. Their hands are not wet. They did not go anywhere near that toilet. And they sit at the table. Do not ask your child, did you wash your hands? You know that answer. This is literally teaching children to lie. Because then what they're trying to do is avoid your disappointment, avoid your anger, avoid the telling off. So what can you do instead? Openly talk about it. You want to breed honesty in your child? Stay honest. You know your child hasn't washed their hands. You know your child has written in that notebook. Say it. Hey, I just saw you wrote in that notebook. I think I told you not to. Can we talk about it? What's happened here? Open it up. It's a conversation. Oh, wow, you must be really hungry. You've sat at the table so nicely. Yeah, but I feel like maybe we didn't wash our hands. So come on, let's go do that first. Do it with them. Take them with you. What are we doing here? We're teaching our children a boundary. The boundary is, I don't want you to write on my notebook or I need you to wash your hands before you come to the table. But it's called teaching. And what we do is show them through communication because we might get curious what happened here. Why did you write here when I said no? And also remember, as an adult, if there's something you don't want your child to do, writing on a notebook or touching something important, you might have to set a larger boundary and this is gonna teach you that. So you might say to your child, you know, it's my fault. I should not have left this diary here. I told you not to write in it, but really, It's my responsibility to put things away because I know you're too little to be able to always follow what I say. We want to teach our children that we make mistakes too. Same with washing our hands. Children are not going to learn these rituals and routines immediately. In fact, as an adult, I'm going to put my hands up here that sometimes I eat without washing my hands. And we might think that's absolutely gross and disgusting. And I agree. But sometimes I'm really hungry and I forget. And do you know when that happens the most? When I go to a restaurant. And it's worse because I've traveled on a tube or on a bus or even in my car. So I've been touching stuff and I sit in a restaurant. And what do I not do? I don't get up before those starters arrive to wash my hands. I often forget because I'm having a nice social time. And what would it be like if somebody at the table said to me, uh, Marta, did you wash your hands? Well, they know the answer. No, I didn't. I just sat here and I'm having a lovely chat with you. Does that, how does that feel as an adult to get asked that question? Thank goodness, I've never been asked that question. But how would it feel for me, like personally? That feels rude. And that also feels like, you know what? I don't wanna tell you the truth because you've just made me feel ashamed in front of everybody. Like, what do you mean did I wash my hands? Did you wash your hands? 
Let's think about how we respond to our kids in these moments. And the first one is, if you want to grow honesty in your home, in your relationship with your child, what you want is to build trust, get honest. And by that I mean, speak up when you see something you don't like and they've done it. Talk about it. Doesn't have to be to tell them off. Doesn't have to be punishing. Get curious. Or assume, like with the table, that your child is really hungry and they had this wish to wash their hands, to do as you wanted, but they didn't because what they really want was to sit at the table and eat with you. So go with them. Show them that it is important. Make it a connecting moment. Make it something that you do together, that they learn a habit becomes a good, happy habit rather than one that feels bad because they're only doing it because they got told off, they got caught out. They forgot to wash their hands and now they feel terrible while they're doing it. Guess what's going to happen tomorrow? They're not going to want to wash their hands because washing their hands felt bad. We want to make habits things that feel good. That's how they become habits. They feel good to do or they feel good to be in the presence of others when we do them. Habits don't get built on bad feelings. Those are things that we try and avoid. So remember that. You want to build honesty, it starts with you. And if you want to create happy, healthy habits, you got to make them feel good. Okay, now, what else do we have to think about when we think about building trust and we're thinking about lies? I want you to really shrink this idea of calling children liars, okay? Or even saying to a child, particularly when they're little, that's a lie. Don't lie to me. Okay, why? Number one, because as I started this podcast, we all lie. So if we want to teach children why lying is not the best strategy with us and what we want to do is build trust, it's not about telling them that they're liars or that lying is bad. It's about building the thing you want to see more of. So what you want to do is shape your child into being somebody who can be vulnerable and honest with you. So if your child comes to you and tells you what you know is a lie. I don't know what it could be. It could be something like, I brushed my teeth, and again, you know they didn't do it. You can use the idea of a wish, and the wish might be, you really wish you'd brush your teeth, because we're running late, and I know we're under pressure. But you know, brushing your teeth is so important for your health. Without your teeth, we can't eat yummy food. And if our teeth hurt, then it really wrecks havoc on our bodies. So let's go and brush our teeth together. Come on, we can do it really quickly. We can do it extra fast. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. What we want to do here is lame our child's wish. Really explicitly, you wish you had. By doing this, what we're saying to our child is, I know you're good. I know your intentions are good. I know you're not lying to deceive me or to upset me. You're lying because you want to hurry up or you're lying because you want to eat quickly or you're lying because you're trying to protect my feelings. But it's okay. I can take it. I can take you making a mistake. I can take you doing the wrong thing. I can take it. And I'm not necessarily going to get angry or shame you or embarrass you or tell you off. What I'm going to do is help you do the right thing. It's like having a do-over. What we need to see through the lies is that children make mistakes. And what we want to teach children is that making mistakes is an opportunity for learning. It is not an opportunity to punish and blame or shame. So the best thing we can do is support our child through this idea of mistakes. And I think this takes me to the bigger, larger point of what happens when your child is a little bit older and they do lie. And they lie again, I'm gonna say it's always protective, but maybe they're protecting you from learning that they've done something that you they wish they hadn't done because it's always a wish. They wish they hadn't done something, but they did. Or they are worried that when you find out, you're gonna see a different side to them, a side of them that they don't really like of themselves. And then what does that mean for your relationship? Or what does that mean for their greatest fear of all? How you love them or maybe don't anymore. So what happens when you eventually find out the truth, which is really common, okay? So your child lies about something that they did or didn't do, often with friends, and then you find out that the truth is something else. How do you respond? And this one's really tricky because I get this question a lot from parents and also in therapy it has come up several times and I think the first thing that comes up for parents is this sense of I've been fooled or my child thinks I'm stupid or you know how dare my child lie to me about this and that sense brings a feeling into your body as an adult and that is the feeling that you need first of all to regulate. Take a moment to really think about what you want to teach your child about this truth that you have found out. How do you want to respond to them and how will the words and the actions you take land either in a place where what they learn is to do the right thing, to trust you when they do so, or to stay out of trouble and not get caught next time. Which of those two are you going to choose? Because how you respond gives them one of those two messages. So once you're calm, once you've breathed in, what obviously my hope is that you will land in a place that thinks, I want to help and support my child to do the right thing next time. 
I want them to learn that they can make mistakes and then we can still do something to put them right. Because that's what we do. When children lie and what you find out is that the truth is something else, you're going to try and put that right. Not with you, but with whatever has happened. Okay? We need to teach our children consequences. But that doesn't have to come from a place of shame or punishment. It can come from a place of learning. So, when you find out this truth, you can approach your child and you can have an honest conversation. You want to focus on this value of trust and honesty, which are the things that you're trying to cultivate. And those are the things that really matter. So, one of the things you might do is get curious about what they were feeling in that moment. So that might sound something like, the other day when you told me that story with your friends and you chose to not tell me the truth, what was happening? What were you scared of? Were you worried that I would get angry, shout at you, punish you? Tell me what happened that made you not want to be honest with me. This is key. We want to openly have a conversation with our children about what it is that makes them pull away from us. Because what we actually want is to say, you can trust me, I am safe. Even when you do something really bad, even when you get something really wrong, I'm here, I will listen to you and we can work things out together. Secondly, make sure that what you do teach is what to do next because We all get things wrong, okay? And what we want them to do is understand that it's okay. We can all make accidents and we can do better. So that might be having a conversation about repair with another person, fixing something that's gone wrong, making an apology, or working on something between you and your child that is about trust, that is about boundaries. And those are the things that you can have a conversation about and talk through. Finally, you really want to base this conversation on the strength of your connection. So the message you want to leave with your child is, no matter what happens, I'm not disappointed in you. I want you to know that disappointment, when we say, you've disappointed me, that is a way of layering shame on a child. If you feel disappointed, that is your feeling. That is not a feeling you need to pass on to your child and make your child responsible for. However, we can teach our child that when we make mistakes, we can take responsibility. So you can say to your child, I might get upset and I might get angry and I might not be very happy about what has happened, but those feelings are mine and I'm your parent and I will still stand by you and I will help you fix it or make things better or apologize and repair when you need to because that's my job as a parent is to teach you what is and isn't okay and when it comes to talking to me the message I want you to have always is that you can trust me I am on your side and I understand now why you lied. I can understand that you were trying to protect my feelings. I can understand that you were scared of how I was going to react. I can understand that I do sometimes shout at you and I get that you don't like it. So of course you didn't want that to happen. You were trying to avoid it. Let's empathize with our children 
Let's empathize with these really difficult moments where what they're doing is protecting themselves because they've made a mistake and they haven't yet learned that making mistakes is part of the process of learning. I'm going to take this a step further. I really believe that as adults, many of us haven't learned that making mistakes is about the process of learning and that when we make a mistake, it can teach us something more important than when we just get things right all the time. And the reason why we haven't learned that as adults and why we feel the need to manipulate or lie or tone things down sometimes rather than telling people the truth, which might be, you know what, I'm really tired tonight. I don't want to go out. I'm sorry. I love you and I'd love to see you, but I don't want to. The reason why we can't do that, which is show up honestly and meaningfully with each other, is because we've been punished. We have spent a lifetime in childhood and adulthood being punished for making mistakes, being punished for protecting our own feelings or somebody else's feelings, you know, being punished for not having somebody look at us and go, you got it wrong. And that's not that bad. If you can learn from this, that means next time you won't do it again. And that That is what I want all of us to learn for ourselves and to be able to teach our children. So what are my learning points from today's podcast? Because lying is a big topic and I have probably done this like a little bit of a disservice for simplifying it so much. But really my main learning points are that lies are protective most of the time. They're not done with the intention to deceive in childhood. They're done to protect themselves or to protect you from seeing something that they don't want you to see. That the most important thing that you can do if you want your child to be honest is to show up in honesty yourself. Never bait your child. Don't try and catch them out. You're actually teaching them how to lie. Show up in honesty name what you see, and help them learn the thing you're trying to teach them. And three, when we find out that there is another truth, one that was hidden from us, focus on what really matters, which is opening up conversation, getting curious about the things your child is scared of, and how you can work on building greater trust together. Because ultimately, Honesty is hard. It's about being vulnerable. It's about accepting our mistakes. And it's about this real kind of hope that an other will see us in our messiness and still accept and tolerate us. We could all do better at this for ourselves and for our children. And we're coming to an end. Thank you so much for joining me on another Talking Sense. I always like to end on a little mantra. And today, my mantra for you is, I am forgiving. If you would like to hear my news, which is coming up soon, you could join my newsletter at drmartapsychologist.com. And if you're not part of our community on Instagram, come and join us. It's Dr. Marta Psychologist. I wish you a restful week and I look forward to talking to you again next week on another Talking Sense. Until then, see you soon.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.